0: And Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/slash host.
1: Good morning. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Wednesday, March 10th, and these are the top stories the Chi Chi team is watching now. Despite President Biden and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas' pledges to end detention centers for children, And families along the US southern border. A senior immigration and customs enforcement official says that's not happening. The official reportedly told NBC, quote, ICE does maintain and continues to assist them for family detention. We are not closing the family detention centers. In Texas, there are still more than 450 families detained across multiple detention centers. ICE does plan to move families through detention faster than during Donald Trump's administration. But they are not ending the program like they promised. These are garbage people. An Uber driver in San Francisco was attacked by passengers after he asked them to wear masks, and the driver captured the whole incident in a video he shared to Twitter. Three female passengers are seen cursing him, with at least one of them deliberately coughing on him and taking his phone while another claimed to have the coronavirus. The driver told local media that the video was recorded after he asked the women to wear masks when he stopped at a gas station so they could buy some. He said he ended the ride and pulled over after one of the passengers still refused to wear a mask. Police say the incident is now under investigation because one of the women pepper sprayed the driver as they got out of the car. The driver also said the women hurled racial slurs at him during the ugly encounter. Uber called the behavior of the passengers appalling and said the rider who booked the ride no longer has access to the Rideshare app. The cameras at security startup Verkata were reportedly hacked on Tuesday, with intruders gaining access to their live surveillance feeds and its archive of footage. Vercada’s system includes 150,000 cameras across the world, surveilling the likes of Tesla, Cloudflare, and multiple hospitals. Some of the surveillance equipment used facial recognition to identify the subjects of the footage. Hackers showed a video of one hospital staff in Florida subduing a patient and restraining him on his bed. One of the alleged hackers said that the reasoning behind the hack was, quote, lots of curiosity, fighting for freedom of information and against intellectual property, a huge dose of anti-capitalism, a hint of anarchism, and it's also just too much fun not to do it. Elon Musk has been building a gigantic battery connected to the Texas power grid, which nearly failed last month, plunging millions into darkness. A Texas subsidiary registered as Gambit Energy Storage, LLC, has set up camp just south of Houston in the Texas town of Angleton to develop a 100 megawatt energy storage project. The construction project will build a battery with enough energy to power 20,000 homes on a high capacity day. The project had been operating undercover, with workers shielding equipment and keeping onlookers away until public records confirmed the company's ties to Tesla. Democratic Representative Tim Ryan of Ohio tore into his GOP colleagues on the House floor on Tuesday over their continued obsession with culture war grievances. He pleaded with them to, quote, stop talking about Dr. Seuss and start working with Democrats on passing legislation. I could not agree more. Ryan made his speech while pitching a bill to provide additional support to labor unions. He said, quote, Heaven forbid we pass something that's going to help the damn workers in the United States of America. Over the past week, conservatives and right-wing media have really wasted a lot of time and focused much of their attention on the decision by Dr. Seuss Enterprises to seize the publication of six books due to their racist and insensitive imagery of people of color. People on the far right have labeled the move as the latest example of so-called cancel culture. Yeah, I kind of don't know if I trust this. A 22-page will said to be drafted by a law firm on behalf of Aretha Franklin in 2018, the same year she died, has suddenly turned up. The document, which was never signed, is the fourth will to be attributed to the Queen of Seoul after three other handwritten wills were found in her home. The latest document is said to be the most recent, but Franklin never signed it. Ted White II, the second youngest of the singer's four sons, filed the document with the Oakland County Probate Court with a petition asking the court to recognize the latest draft as Franklin's legitimate will. White pointed to a state law that calls for deceased persons, quote, and to be recognized even if the documents are defective in execution. The three previous wills were already the subject of a legal battle between family members. And a jury trial meant to settle the matter of which will should be recognized as valid was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's all for this morning. Check back every weekday, morning, and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.